Hello and welcome to Fast Charge. This week, I am your host, Alex Walker Toddy Todd, and I am joined by Lewis and Aniron. You might know that Dom Hello. is oddly absent this week. That is because he's got the lurg, so he's at home with some chicken soup. But we wish him well, and I presume, hopefully, he'll be back next week. Let's hope so. Uh, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna try and keep this a tight episode this week, so we're not gonna do too much on the news. All that's really happened is that Realme launched the base Realme Nine, and there are some Nano Leaf Sonic the Hedgehog lights that you can buy now, which is nice. Uh, beyond that, yeah, we think we're gonna jump straight into the topic. So we're gonna start with the OnePlus Ten Pro, which has just been launched literally half an hour before this episode went live. <laughs> Perfect timing. Um, and I've reviewed the phone. I know, right? It's been a mad lead up to this episode today, as you guys can attest behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. But I've been testing out the OnePlus 10 Pro, so I've got that into review. Then Lewis is going to talk to us about something from Dyson, not something we'd usually talk about, but it is effectively a wearable. It is... Dyson's made some headphones, haven't they, Lewis? Yeah, some air purifying headphones. Hmm. Yeah, they had to get some hmm. air purifying hmm. tech in there somewhere, yes, but we'll get onto that. We will. And then we're going to round the episode out with a chat about Pixel Watch rumors because it is probably been one of the longest rumored bits of wearable Google made tech and has yet to materialize. And signs are, you know, continue to mount that it's coming. It is really coming. It is real. And I think, Anaren, you're going to take point on that. And we'll talk yeah, more about what we can expect from the Pixel Watch as and when it materializes. But yeah, so that's all that's happened this week. Let's get on with the OnePlus 10 Pro review. So. Here it is. Uh, if you have looked at our YouTube channel before jumping onto the stream today, uh, you will have seen that we already have a unboxing and a kind of hands-on I took you through the device. Uh, that was like, I think we shot that yesterday. And there's been a few like extra tidbits about availability and stuff that's come out since then. But for the most part, everything I said on that is correct, um, <laughs> including a little faux pas I made, which is, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, but one of the big hooks here is that this is, I think, the biggest battery OnePlus has put in a phone. Okay. And it's one of the things I like the most about it is the battery life. So it's a 5,000 milliampere battery, which is not groundbreaking, but it's really good longevity on this. I don't know what they're doing behind the scenes with the power management, but it's excellent. And also, this is the first time we've seen a OnePlus phone with 80 watt wired charging, oh. which is no longer warp charge. It's now Oppo's tech. It's now SuperVook, VOOC. Oh, it's right. the worst branding. It's, Why? You know, <laughs> you know what bugs me the most about it, though, is that it's not the, the name. It's the fact that the USB cable was C to C with warp. And now because it's VOOC, it's A to C. So they've gone backwards yeah. to the old cable tech. That's strange. Really weird. But it does charge in under 35 minutes nice. from flat, which is pretty good. Um, even with that bigger battery. So it charges up the same speed as the predecessor, which had, I think, a four and a half thousand million power battery. But with bigger battery, that does amazing on like battery life tests and stuff. It's given me like nine hours of screen on time when most phones are giving oh. me like five to six. That's not bad. So, so do you think that's really um, solid? the 8 Gen 1's power efficiency or is it kind of the display tech they're using or is it just magic secret source? It's a combination of things. Yeah, I think there's some aggressive behind the scenes stuff going on. Um, there is the new LTPO 2.0 display. So oh. it, it helps with that variable refresh rate. So it's 120 hertz, 6.7 inch for uh, QHD plus AMOLED display. Um, but that LTPO 2.0 tech means it can scale right down to one hertz, mm. um, which is great for power efficiency. Yeah, for sure. It's not refreshing as often, uses less power. Um, so yeah, it's definitely the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1, four nanometer chip, but it's also the display, power management going on behind the scenes. Um, for those who weren't aware, this phone already launched in China at the start of the year, in January. Yeah. Um, so it's taken a couple of months to get to the rest of the world. And it's launching, as of today, in the UK, the US, India, and other parts of Europe. Um, 
with actual like on the sale dates a little bit later in April, early April for us and mid April for the US. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, generally it's um, the, the the big differentiation I think between the U, the global model and the um, Chinese model is the software is Color OS 12.1 uh-huh. in China. Which is interesting, as well. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas after backlash, yeah, yeah, there was there was backlash because um, you know Oppo in China they used to run I think it was Hydrogen OS on oh, the phones yeah. on OnePlus phones, um, and then I think last year Pete Lau, who headed up OnePlus, was like, "Hey, we're going to unify a code base between Color OS and Oxygen OS or Hydrogen OS," and then they were going to be like, "We're going to just make the whole thing one big experience," and then the OnePlus fans were like, "No." Do Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So even though there's definite similarities, the version that we're getting globally still runs Oxygen OS, okay. despite ColorOS being on the Chinese model. That's good. Yeah. Because that's what I mean. The, the software has always been one of the big appeals huge. of OnePlus phones. So you don't want it to deviate too far from that. Yeah. I mean, absolutely huge. Yeah. Now that they've been unified in China, though, I can't see them doing this for much longer worldwide because they're now effectively developing two operating systems for the same phone each release. Well, the thing. This unified code base term, what it sounds like it means is that the underpinnings are actually now the same. Oh, okay. the, the, it's the last stage, the kind of the veneer is what's different. Oh, okay. So the I think some of the kind of UI elements and placements, some of the preloaded apps, is just less of that. Um, it's just cleaner and lighter on the global model. Um, I think there's just a more, there's more going on on the color OS build. Yeah. Um, I haven't been able to like side by side these, so I can't speak like no, of course, yeah. exact differences. Mm. Uh, but generally this still feels to me like a OnePlus user experience, which has always been one of the big hooks of their phones. It's just how nice and clean their take on Android is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Android 12 underneath. The name kind of implies that. Yeah. It's Oxygen OS 12.1, but it's <laughs> a top Android yeah. phone. Um, and they've committed to was it three years of OS updates, which is something they'd already kind of done with their previous flagship yeah. since the OnePlus 8, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So that just continues. And then four years of security. So pretty solid. Not quite Samsung level, not quite Apple level. But, <laughs> but you know, as Android flagships go, it's decent. Yeah, this is, this is what I mean. It's it's a nice change for Android developers to finally be like, you know, for the manufacturers to be like, okay, we need to make these last a little bit longer. Um, I mean, my only funny. concern is that there's no commitment about how long it will take these updates to get to your phone. Always, always the way. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess OnePlus is good in that it is really transparent with that kind of stuff more so than most. Mainly because because the OnePlus fandom is quite geeky. Yeah. And into you know like they always ask about like unlocking bootloaders and stuff like this. So OnePlus is really good at telegraphing. Oh yeah, you can download the the ROMs basically the um, the images um, of you know the Android 12 build of Oxygen OS yeah. for your device and then flash it yourself if you want. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty transparent with that kind of stuff. So the only caveat to that is that I know in the US, the phone is also launching on T-Mobile. Um, and here it's launching on three in the UK, but I don't think that's going to have as much of an effect. But no. I feel like in the US, there's always a few extra little caveats yeah. with the user experience yeah. that goes through carrier control mm. first and that's always a bottleneck. So we'll have to wait and see whether the 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 T-Mobile like um, influence affects the release of the updates yeah. for that model, but everyone else should have a pretty timely um, update kind of experience, or at the very least, know when they're going to get it, even if it takes a while. Yeah, um, yeah. So, talk a little bit about the finish because that's one of the first things I picked up on mm. when I had a little play with it yesterday. 
For sure. Yeah, because you saw it in the flesh yesterday. Yeah, look at me. You didn't tell anyone. No. <laughs> Nobody knows until this very moment. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Um, so uh, as I think the Americans, namely because of the, the terminology, the Americans have been calling this the stovetop uh, as a kind of colloquialism, right, okay. which I quite like. Yeah. But it is... A, the rest of the hardware feels distinctly like feels reminiscent of OnePlus. I'd say the OnePlus Nine and Nine Pro are a little bit generic looking. Mm-hmm. They look like a lot of like real me phones, especially that have launched since. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but this camera system, it looks like it's pulling like a leaf out of um, a page out of excuse me the Galaxy S Twenty One Ultra's book. Oh, okay, it had that big oh, yeah. fat camera. Yeah, around. yeah. This one doesn't quite go to the corner. Yeah, exactly. But it does wrap around the edge of the phone a bit, which looks quite nice. Um, It's sort of a dark silver gunmetal, whatever color of phone you get. Um, Yeah, I don't mind it. It's not necessarily beautiful, but it's eye-catching. It's distinct. Like You can instantly tell what phone this is by it, which Mm -hmm. I think is enough. It's kind of like the Pixel 6 series like that camera bar isn't pretty no but, it's but you know what phone it is yeah. it's like yeah. the face id not so, an iphone you know what it is you might yeah, not like exactly. it yeah <laughs> and in that they have achieved some sort of goal yeah. um beyond that yeah it's a nice thin metal frame uh yeah beautiful glass back doesn't hold on to fingerprints at all no. which is amazing yeah um, yeah it's got a slightly kind of shimmery look to it but it's, it's nice um this is the emerald forest this green one i have here um and they also include a nice kind of matte silicon case inbox as well, oh that comes in the like. box oh, that's really handy. Handy. yeah yeah comes in the box yeah so the uh, the press pack which is what i unbox in our video that's also on the youtube channel has a few extra cases yeah. but they do include a soft silicon case in box oh that's handy um yeah the phone comes in that emerald forest um and also volcanic black which is also glass but it has more of a look that's reminiscent of the original plastic uh sandstone black that the original one plus one came out. oh nice um which was like that mm. textured plastic yeah, yeah this one just because it has those kind of sparkles to it it looks kind of like that which is quite nice in china and i'm really jealous because that's the one i like the most is the extreme edition which mm. um i think the only difference beyond the finish is that it has 512 gigabytes of storage extreme. whereas elsewhere in the world extreme <laughs> it tops out at 256 yeah um but it comes in ceramic white. So it's Ooh. like the new Oppo Find X5. It has that kind of polished yeah. white finish. Mm. And I think it's glass-based or if, it might be actual ceramic. I couldn't find proof of that though when I was looking into it. But it's a shiny white version and it looks quite cool. There are more, um, there are more of these popping up these days, aren't there? Like the, everyone's doing like a, you know, just an Arctic white, like an extreme bright white of their phones. Like, I, I'm, I mean, I'm you of all people, Lewis, will know that kind of apple was there first because yeah. they did the, the, the apple watch edition in ceramic white a while back yes they've they've, they've kind of been mm. dabbling on like they had the white iphones for a while like back on the iphone they did have four days iPhones, yeah um true with the white screen as well like the white screen surround which is even more yes. out there now when you think about it because <laughs> well, didn't the did the original se have a white or were they, they only did a black they did a black bezel on the sorry not the original se the 2020 se it was a black bezel but then you could have a colored body right it was black white or red yeah yeah so yeah yeah, but the bezel's always black i can't remember when they actually stopped doing the white one because i think it was you know back in the day they used to say that the white border was better for um like apps and social media and stuff like that and then it's the black border is better for watching movies because the borders disappear more and i mean i guess so um i don't know how true it was (laughs) but that's what i heard (laughs) But yeah, uh, the, I'm, I'm happy to see a, yeah. a, a comeback for the white phones is, yeah. is my point in this. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was gutted. I mean, you played with the Oppo last night, but I was gutted that we didn't get sent. The sample we got was the black. I know. I was I hoping that, really nice. that they'd give me the white one at the event, but they're all the same uh, kind of the black yeah. metal ones. Whatever. Uh, well. But it's fine. Um, 
we move. The one thing about the color actually that does bug me on this is that they've tied in. It seems to be globally actually they've tied color to storage and RAM. Oh, so this version, why? I didn't know that when I asked for a sample. So I, I said, could I have the green yeah, one? Yeah. Just because I like more it colorful looks nice, phones. Yeah. And it happened to be that in the international market, so in the in the EU and the UK, um, and I think in India as well. That is the one that comes with 12 gigs of RAM and 256 gigs of storage, whereas the Volcanic Black is 8 gigs of RAM and oh, 128, respectively. Mm. Um, in uh, America, you're only getting the 8 gigs of RAM and 128 gigabytes. I think you can get it with black or green there, but there's only one mm. storage and RAM SKU there. Is, is it expandable, though? Micro SD? It's not expandable. Uh, no, it's dual SIM, but it's not expandable. Mm. And another thing it isn't, but looks like it is, is uh, it's not IP rated. So, you know, there was a slew of, of OnePlus flagships that didn't have an official IP rating, oh, but yeah. OnePlus was like, yeah. they're pretty hardy. They, they they can go in water. They just didn't pay for the testing yeah. and the certification. It looks like even though they've done that for the past two years, I think the 8 and the 9 Pros. Oh, yeah. The they definitely had some kind of issue. Had that. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't seem to be the case with this generation. So they've kind of reverted back to their old ways. That said, there is like a little rubber gasket on the SIM tray. And I saw in a teardown, the back, the volume rocker, there's little gaskets. On, in oh, that. nice. So like, they clearly have treated it yeah. to be, but they just haven't got the approval. Yeah, so I it's think, probably fine if you dropped it in the sink. I think it, it, it works fairly well for OnePlus in, in, instead of other brands, because you, like you said, they, you know, OnePlus fans are fairly techie. They're in the know. And they all know about mm-hmm. IP certification, the fact that you have to pay for it and, and stuff like that. So I feel like if you're going to get away with saying, you know, it's not officially waterproof, but uh, it's probably waterproof. It's OnePlus that can get away yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. 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 For build quality, I'd say it's it's a, a nice bit of kit, generally speaking. It also fits in wireless charging. And it's also pretty light. It's, it's two, it is over 200 grounds, which is like the limit of what it's kind of bordering on, on weighty then, yeah. but it doesn't feel as heavy as it says it. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I did see was a teardown by, um, oh God, who's the guy who does all the good teardowns uh, and the scratch tests? Jerry Riggs. Jerry oh, Riggs. Jerry Riggs, everything. everything, yeah. Yeah, and obviously he was subjecting it to like extreme conditions. Oh yeah. But it's the I think the first phone or one of the only phones in recent memory that he's done where in the Ben test, it fully snapped. In oh, yes. Just, I remember oh. this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was this. Wow. Um, again, that's not a thing. It, the only thing it made me thought was I wouldn't put it in my back pocket because mm-hmm. for fear of sitting on yeah. it because there seems to be around the kind of volume power buttons a bit of a weak point. Um, but that is not an everyday issue. I didn't mention it in my review. I don't think it's like a genuine problem that's going to like undo. It's not, I don't think it's a Ben Gates scenario. No, it's not Creek not Gate. Quite, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just something I was like, oh, that's a bit concerning. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the display is great. The design is divisive, I described it as, because I don't think everyone's going to love that stovetop camera. Yeah, that's but fair. it's nice. Uh, the battery life's amazing and the fast charging is really good too. Um, the thing I didn't mention was in the US, I think 65 watt, not 80 watt. I'm not sure yeah, why. But I saw that. Yeah, it's just mm. odd. Or some just issue, odd. presumably with the, the tech or maybe safety issues or something. It's something to do with their charging, their um, electricity situation, the, like the voltage that they get in their plugs. Mm. I don't even I don't even know what I'm talking mm. about anymore. <laughs> I'm wondering whether it's it's probably like a software limit on the phone and they just throw their old 65 watt charger in box. Yeah. But I reckon it's just a software thing. If you've got an 80 watt charger and could unlock the software, it probably would support it still. Oh, I doubt they've like made a separate version yeah, yeah. that can't do it. Hmm. Um, do, do they say how fast the wireless charging is? They do. It's hmm. it's also now Airbook because it's oh, of course. Yeah. branding. Yeah. But it's the same as the 9 Pro. So it's 50 watts. Um, 
That's not bad. Yeah. They were like, you should use a comp- compatible Oppo charger. But I looked, and Oppo only does a 45 watt <laughs> wireless charger, whereas OnePlus still does a 50 watt. So, oh, no. <laughs> they yeah. confused by their own branding at this point. OnePlus. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, the big, we've talked about software and design and battery and everything. The cameras are, they're not bad, but they are problematic. Ooh. Is how I describe it. Um, and that is really down to the fact that, yeah, it's got the same main sensor, which is this weird IMX789, I think it's called, or 798. It's a custom made Sony sensor that only is used by like Oppo and OnePlus. Um, and it's a cool sensor and it was decent enough last year. Um, and it also has the same zoom, 3.3 times 8 megapixel zoom, optical zoom. Um, but the ultra wide is different. It seems to be, and they, I couldn't find the exact like model for the Realme phone that I'm re- referencing here, but the GT2 Pro that we talked about a few weeks back, that was the first phone on the market with this 50 megapixel, 150 degree super wide. Yeah, yeah. This has the same sensor, I'm pretty sure. Um, so it has the same 150 degree wide angle option. It doesn't default to that, but you can look super wide and you can even do like a full on circular fisheye image if you want as well, which is cool. Um, it's a creative shooting experience. It's got the Hasselblad <laughs> branding, which is fine. Um, the main issues I was running into was really big, 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 big in- inconsistencies between the sensors. Yeah. That new ultra wide is like really dark versus the other two on the back. And I think Lewis, I showed you the selfies. I did a That's selfie. That's the one I was going to mention. Front yeah. Camera. yeah. So the selfie with the front camera, it's a new 32 meg front camera. And the, I did a portrait mode, selfie as well using the back camera just holding the phone out in front of me and it is it's night and day the difference yeah i can't colors. believe like that's this is the thing it's the colors isn't it it's the, this completely different and it's just just the shadows looks different like i mean i've got it on screen now so anyone watching on youtube can have actually have a little look i look super desaturated with the selfie camera yeah. like all of any warm tones are lost completely mm. i don't know what's happened and whereas my blue shirt is the same across both photos oh it is so as it's well, just like yeah. skin tones and everything are just out the window um and a thing i did i didn't send you these photos but um it's in the review or it will be um the i did a quick side by side with the huawei p50 p50 pro and the pixel 6 pro because i had those both to hand oh yeah I've got and one it was well. something i'd read about with the chinese phone the cameras by default seem to just underexpose regardless of scenario and i was getting that the, the whites were coming out gray everything was just gray there was no bright white anything in yeah. frame, even the sky everything was just brought down it's really strange it didn't always happen it's good with with colors the main camera is great with colors actually it's nice and vibrant it's a very specific look but it's just yeah some issues with exposure or dynamic range and i don't know why it's so wonky but like it's just a very unbalanced inconsistent camera um it's all stuff that they can fix uh via software updates but this is something i've seen from oneplus specifically time and again i think i especially with the seven series was the last one i really went in on the paint with with reviewing and testing and i remember writing like three subsequent camera update stories after i'd done the review because (laughs) they basically fixed the camera after the fact it's like when you know like assassin's creed launched broken and they had to patch the entire game oh yeah it's that right now it it can't compete with any of the other equivalent-ish phones um just because of those inconsistencies. It's not a bad camera. It just needs some work. And it's just a shame that they didn't do that work before they released the phone. Uh, yeah. And they also didn't do that work between the Chinese launch and now, because it seems to be similar issues that I'm seeing mm. to what was reported on with the, the Chinese model. So yeah, I presume it's all software based. It just requires a bit more work, but it's not been done in time. And that's a shame. That is. 
Um, quick question on the so what what how did it perform at night? Because I've seen some in night mode. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, I did low light. I, well, actually, generally, actually, details. It's fine for like Instagram, but if you crop in, stuff doesn't look that great. The processing is really heavy handed, and it looks very strange. Um, you lose a lot of fine detail. Uh, and at night, yeah, it was not the best night mode phone out there, but the night mode definitely works much better than just low light shooting. And there is a noticeable difference. There's a, a shot of um, a car, I think I've seen there. Oh uh, yeah, the uh, Pat yeah. Lewis. Let me get that. And up. there's a night mode version and a low light version, and it is yeah dramatically different. It, it's definitely doing the right stuff to bring more detail and more dynamic range into the shot in that poor lighting. Let me just say the one that um, I've just put up live now is the low light one, and now I'm just about mm -hmm. to drop in the night mode. Oh yeah, and for those listening on on the audio only version Sorry. of this, yeah, just check out the review on the website. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, um, we will have those all uploaded to our Flickr in due course because of the timing of the review embargo. I didn't want to upload the pictures prematurely yeah. and someone find the album of camera samples of course, before. Yeah, it's difficult. Um, and then we had to put the show on, so I'll do them after the episode is finished. But yeah, generally, it's a really fantastic top of the range flagship Android phone that is priced equidistant between. Well, not, not equidistant, but like it does naturally fall in between the Realme GT2 Pro, mm -hmm. which is shares a lot of the same hardware, and the Oppo Find X5 Pro, go figure, which is just over a thousand pounds. It starts at £799, $899 or euros, and 66,999 rupees. Um, and I think for the price, it's pretty good. I think you're getting, uh, I think. I, I described it as, you know, it's close in price to the Galaxy S22, the base one, okay. standard small one. Yeah. But you're mm -hmm. getting more of a S22 Plus-like experience mm -hmm. from this phone, mm -hmm. which is 900, yeah. you know, ish. So it's value for money, I think, in that regard, um, especially with everything aside from the camera. It's really solid. Um, yeah, the design won't be to everyone's tastes. I get that. But you can't really fault the screen and the performance and the battery life is just so good. Which on an Android phone is not always a surefire thing. Oh yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, it's just a shame that camera is is so broken because that's such a fundamental part of the experience. It's like six I was hovering between. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, but it will take that long. Yeah. They, they 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 will address it soon, but it won't be fixed in that first update. I would be very surprised if mm. it, it is. Um, so yeah, it's a really solid phone. I wanted to give it a nine out of ten, but I gave it an eight out of ten. Uh, or it's... yeah, eight out of ten. Mm. Is, is, is there a regular OnePlus 10? Or is, there, is that coming? Great question. Uh, no. And Pete oh. Lau has now confirmed that this is going to be the case. But there have been rumors of OnePlus. There were expectations for OnePlus 10 and rumors of a OnePlus 10 Ultra, which we've not seen. Mm. Um, but there were, yeah, the rumors have just been that. Um, there was also talk of a blue OnePlus 10 Pro, but that's also never materialized. Um, so, yeah, there, there are definitely speculative things around other members of this series but mm. so far and according to the company although you know nintendo says we're not doing a switch pro and then they bust out like <laughs> switch oled and then there's probably still a switch pro oh yeah um yeah chances are we will we will only see the 10 pro this year i think okay. i think i don't know well i say this year at this point in time obviously oneplus is usually up for doing two flagships a year at the least so who knows but um yeah, it yeah. just would seem very strange to me that, that the only phone is the Pro phone. Is the Pro. Where's so, the yeah. regular, like, to compare and what you get extra with. Yeah, what makes it I so mean, I guess, pro. yeah, what would you pair back <laughs> yeah. to, what would you pair mm, back? I guess, like, point. one of the cameras. Either different cameras or Slower drop charging. out wireless charging. Yeah. yeah. Um, I 
can't think they would drop the chipset any lower because then you'd be impeding on the Nord range and there's still the flagship family then. Um, yeah. In terms of Ultra, all I really want is like maybe... Well, there's, there's rumors of a 150 watt fast charging OnePlus coming soon. So um, yeah, maybe just the mm. faster charging and better cameras out the box. That's mm. about all I'd expect. Um, I, I do yeah. wonder if, if any company's going to push... Like any non-gaming phone is going to push beyond the 120 watts, uh, 120 hertz refresh rate because mm. there's not much different. But I feel like one of them might just fancy pushing it on an ultra I mean, phone, maybe. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone has except for maybe did the Zen phone do that? I can't remember now. Um, I mean, but, there are a few. Um, there are a few that kind of yeah, kind of push past the, the 120 and kind of head towards 144 or 165 hertz on the gaming side. But yeah, yeah, I think. That the the kind of consensus is that 120 is the sweet spot for this kind of thing. Like yeah. there isn't, you know, and a lot. I think of a lot a lot of games support like high refresh rate stuff now as well. So as long as you're getting more than 60 frames a second, like that's all that really matters. Like that was that's another thing that I did also run into, which I'm hoping is going to be patched. It's not a broken issue, but it's exactly the same thing that Realme did again with the GC2 Pro. I keep talking about it because. I reviewed it yeah. last. That was the last phone I reviewed. And they're really similar in a lot of ways because they're, you know, don't tell mm. one. Kind of owned by the same people. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> and it was that in gaming, even games that on other devices have been proven to run at higher frame rates were artificially capped at 60 FPS. And that's the same on this. So mm. things like Real Racing 3 and Alto's Odyssey, I think, which is that like sandboarding game. Yeah, oh, yeah I love it. Yeah, it's great. It's a really good game. But yeah, those reportedly run at 120 on other phones, other devices, but on the Realme and this, it has that same 60 cap. And that's even with me manually setting resolution up and down, um, manually setting the refresh rate, obviously. There's also tucked away, not in the, like, it's in the battery section of the phone, is a high performance mode. But you have to go into like battery and then like advanced battery settings. And it says it's going to tank your battery a bit harder. But effectively, it's like an overclock, I guess. Yeah, it's a yeah. little toggle. And if you turn the phone off and on again, it, it turns that back off by default. Okay. Um, but there is mm. technically a high performance mode. But even with that turned on, like everything I, I tried, I couldn't get it going over 60 on any of those games. It was totally playable. Yeah. Like, of course. Totally fine for gaming. Great for gaming. Doesn't heat up that much at all. Um, which is why Lewis, I said, best gaming phones, because I think it might, might be worthwhile. Mm. But that 60 FPS cap is a bit annoying. That's a very small thing. Yeah, it's still a fantastic phone. It just they got to fix those cameras. Cool. right. There we go. The review is live on the site. There's a video on the YouTube channel, as I said, and we'll probably have more soon. Like check back on our regular OnePlus feature for more in case we hear about the OnePlus Ten, the OnePlus Ten Ultra, whatever. Um, Lewis, you have to tell me about some Dyson headphones with air filtration because that's what headphones should have apparently. That is now. the <laughs> headphone of the future according to Dyson yeah, anyway. So, so Dyson says. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what is this? So Dyson just surprised everybody I think with this. Um, you know it, when I got invited to the briefing it was about a month ago um, and they, they were specifically like this is a new thing. Okay. Prepare yourself. And I was just going in I was like what is this new thing going to be? And then they unveiled it and I thought it was a joke product um, until they started really talking about it. And I was like, okay, this is the actual thing, right? Um, but yeah, so it's a pair of headphones that, 
you know, they don't look too dissimilar to these, really, kind of metal. Uh, they look a lot like the Dyson fans. Like, they've got that kind of same design language with the circular grill kind of going around the um, cups. Um, mm. And it's in, in Dyson's kind of signature blue and gray color scheme. So, yeah, you know it's yeah. a Dyson thing. Um, but obviously, the um, interesting thing is this air filtration. And it, it's delivered in, I mean, I can only describe it as a Bane mask. That's the only thing. Well, I thought I thought Optimus Prime. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. I can see <laughs> that was my from. my my kind of take. But yeah, Bane makes a lot of sense. So it's um yeah. So it's it's a, a... air filtration. Delicious air filtration. You were born <laughs> in the dirty air. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's um it's it's a plastic attachment essentially for the headphones. It's not always on there, um, even though it makes so, it look like it. it. Does it magnetically it magnetically, it it in, it magnetically snaps into place and kind of clips itself in? Um, they they demonstrated okay. this in the hands-on they because they took it off and they made me put the headphones on. They were like, attach it. And it's literally, you just, as soon as it's around here, it will just into place. It is really nice. Um, okay. First time, boom. Um, and then, so the concept is within each ear cup, there are air purifiers they, that suck in the air around you. In the ear cups. I presumed it was all in the front. No, 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 no. Yeah, so it's it's a really interesting design. Um, So they've got inside the ear. This is why there are grills on the actual headphones because they're pulling in the air from around you. Um, I think it's like 2.5 liters per second per per cup um, or something like that. That's a good amount of literage. Yeah, so it's a pretty decent amount. I mean, um, there are are different (laughs) speeds for it uh, depending on what the environment calls for because it's got built-in air sensors built into it so it knows what the air what it is like and it can adjust that intelligently mm-hmm. depending on what you need um so yeah it, it, it sucks in the air and it uses an electrostatic media filter yeah media filter. yeah i don't know what that is uh but after a bit of googling <laughs> a bit of research yeah. when i got home uh so basically what it is is it it charges the air as it's being pulled in and it pulls out all the pollutants and dust and other microbes anything that's um down to 0.1 microns it'll suck it out and it'll attach it to these filters. And it also deals with uh, things like ozone um, and gases like and harmful gases like that that aren't covered by standard air filters. So is it hmm. is it fully encompassing your face? Anyway? No. Or is it open? So this so is the thing. the filter system, I feel... This is... Yeah, so it's... Um, <laughs> yeah. Because mm. I think the thing is, they started developing this, I think, about six years ago. So this is proper pre-pandemic. So wow. I think okay. opinions have mm. changed quite a lot during the uh, development cycle. Um, so basically, right, right. so the way... Yeah, so the way it, it, it works is that the vines are kind of snaps onto you, the headphones there, and there is no direct contact anywhere on your face. So it's not uncomfortable. Like you don't have like a horrible seal, you don't get all sweaty or anything like that. It hovers just in front of your face. And what it does is it pulls the air down these channels on the sides of the cups and it delivers it centrally right in front of your mouth. And it comes out, not like a jet of air straight into your mouth or in your nose. They kind of describe like, it's described as like a plume. And that's kind of the way I can, it's just kind of gentle air. It kind of, you just feel it. It's just here in front of your mouth. and it's but it doesn't like dry out your lips or no whatever. well i, like, I mean know, i only like got to use it for a few minutes at a time so i think that's something right, that you'd right. have to do uh, kind of longer testing on but it, mm. it i mean it worked like i i i could i could smell i could breathe in this fresh air and it's and it's kind of basically it blows out blows the uh, the bad air away from your face <laughs> so you're only breathing in this this um okay. clean air okay. so you don't need to have a mask mm. on according to 
I mean, they're not saying that this is a replacement oh, okay. for N95 or like um, sure, for sure. like DIY. You know, you still need to have like masks for like fine particles and stuff like that. But um, for kind of everyday use, you know, they, they, they're kind of describing it as people that live in cities. You know, air pollution is rising a lot in cities sure. and it's, mm -hmm. it's air and noise pollution because obviously the headphones as well. So they want to quiet in the environment. And I do want to ask. How does it sound? Uh, how's the audio quality for these, like this this air purifier that you wear? I can't lie. I was <laughs> so surprised by how good they sound. Like I was, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, Dyson. They've, as well as designing all the miniaturizing with the air purifying tech, they design their own drivers. Like everything in in the headphones are Dyson designed, okay. and they described them as audio production grade when they were briefing me on it. And I was kind of like, mm, okay, okay, I mean, it's fine. Everyone says that they've got good quality headphones. It's like saying like a pro camera <laughs> yeah, exactly, on the phone. Yeah. It's like, mm. um, but they, yeah, sure. they, they, I chuck them on and it's just, it's nice. It's a rounded kind of listening experience. It's really kind of prominent bass. It's just, and I think that also ties into the, uh, the active noise cancellation because they've got, I think it's like 11 mm. or 12 um, microphones on the headset measuring external, motor and internal noise. And it feeds all of them into a thing to cancel out Basically, like it's 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 among the best noise cancellation I've heard in headphones. Like it's just, mm. I mean, obviously I was in a briefing room and I wasn't on the tube or anything like that. Sure. But when, sure. As soon as I put them That's on, put the music on, turn that ANC on, I could just see lips moving around me. Like I can't hear a word of what they're saying. And um, but you're a okay. sorry, I was going to say you're a regular AirPods Max wearer, yeah. right? Better than the AirPods okay. Max. Yeah. Have you tried? I haven't tried the like Sony XM. No, that's one the that one before. pair that I haven't tried. I really want to compare them to, like the Bose Quiet Comforts, whatever we're on now. Yeah, um, but, um, but yeah. I think where where they do better than a lot of the other ones, like the AirPods and stuff like that, is that um, so they they noise cancellation usually focuses on the low end of kind of the uh, mm -hmm. you know. You've got, you've got low rumbles of like planes and trains and stuff like that, but it's high end noises like clickety clack of keyboards and the hiss of like buses slips that through, will right? slip through. Yeah. yeah. But the seal mm. on these is like incredible. I, ca I can't describe it. Like it's just, it just quietens out everything. Do you think that is, is down more to the, I mean, it's hard to say without having them like on hand, but like, do you think that's more the passive or the active stuff? Like, is it I think the, it's, the ear cup to just really I think it's good the ear cups. forming a seal? The ear cups are so like, they're really thick. Well, that's promising in its own right. Yeah, no, as, the, as a pair of headphones, mm. like just without the air purifier, screw the, the air purifier stuff. These are a good pair of headphones. Like I would rock these. Do they look good without the mask on? Like, do they look like you could wear them outside without being too embarrassed? <laughs> 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 okay i mean some people people some with people bold will. style could this wear is what out. i mean yeah there's, <laughs> okay. there's, they're definitely unique in design um the annoying thing is that they only sent me three okay. pictures of them and they wouldn't let me take my own pictures <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i don't really have anything to show in terms of show and tell but um yeah i mean if you've seen the images though like you you've written a piece on the site already yeah. so you can go check that out if you want to see what these things look like in any great detail let me uh see if i can just pull up the main image sure. real quick just so people seeing, get yeah, somewhere yeah. between optimus prime uh maybe sub-zero from mortal kombat <laughs> yeah maybe Sub -Zero, a japanese kabuki mask there's a lot of inspiration here. <laughs> it's, uh... the headphones without the mask they just look like really big. They look kind of like a gaming headset. Yeah, almost. they they they, they mm. are big. Yeah. That is one thing that you can't be offensive to Dyson's designers. I'm sure they weren't going for that. But no, they um they went through many many designs. One of the one of the three photos they provided me was one of their all their different prototype headset designs. Uh, oh, the hey. yeah. 
Um, mm. So check, check out Tekken Fighter if you want to see that one. Mm. <laughs> I'm not, gi- so I'm not giving you it all for free, okay? Season, right? uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So it's, it's a long time of development. So, um, mm. so that's the fun side of it. Let's talk about the downside of these, so to speak. Um, so number one is battery life. Obviously, oh, sure. yeah. Now you're thinking about it. And mm-hmm. fans and also, actually, before and, I before I move on to that, I will say that one really interesting thing about the design of the cups themselves is that the motors aren't attached to the case. They kind of float within the head cut, like the cup. They've got like a kind of like a mesh what, thing like, that holds it into place that doesn't translate the vibrations to the headphones themselves. So you don't hear like, that. Um, like a shock mic yeah. where they have those yeah, kind of bands exactly. that hold the mic suspended. Yeah. Interesting. So it doesn't Fair. vibrate on the headphones and so you don't hear it when you're listening to music or anything like that. It's just, it's an inaudible. Mm. Um, so yeah, the downside is, I think for the main downside is the battery life on it. Uh, they're talking, yeah. it depends on the mode of um, purification that you go for because you've got uh, low, medium, high and auto. They recommend auto because it's just the easiest. Mm. If you crank it up to max, you're only looking at about an hour and a half of battery. That's yeah. pretty bad. And even if you put it on auto, yeah. they're estimating around four and a half hours max, which, okay, yeah, that's. I mean, so it's not a it's not a commuter it's it's a commuter's headphone. Sorry, not like a an airplane headphone. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, it's definitely for mm. commuting. Um, I mean, even then, like depending on how long your commute is, you might have to give it a top up while you're at work. Um, they have said yeah. that there is fast charge tech available. Um, it, well, I think it's sixty percent in twenty minutes. Um, which that's pretty not good. Bad. Okay. Not bad for a yeah. pair of headphones. Um, mm-hmm. I presume it's USB-C or is it proprietary charger? I think it's USB-C. Okay, well, that's yeah. good. Um, yeah. The upside is that if you don't want to use the air purification, you can take the uh, visor off and the battery life goes up to 40 plus hours for just headphones. Okay, okay. Yeah. So that is all of those figures were with the fan. Yeah, that's all with the fan. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. But I mean, who's okay. going to pay whatever crazy amount of money these are going to be and not use the air <laughs> no, purification? Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's one yeah. thing they didn't talk about, which is the another annoyance, is that they gave no idea no inkling as to how much these might cost and now i'm like hmm there's probably a I reason mean, for that yeah <laughs> i i because yeah. i mean i looked on their website just to get some idea and their smallest air purifier like it's a little portable air purifier uh, that costs mm. 300 pounds by itself um yeah. and then i compared it to kind of yeah like the sony xm4s and they're around 350 rrp so i'm like well if you smash them together you're looking at around <laughs> 650 quid uh, and that's as scientific yeah. as my how prediction much, gets. <laughs> how much are AirPods Max? Uh, they're five fifty. So I'm talking a little bit more premium than that. But mm. I reckon Dyson being Dyson, I reckon they're going to break a thousand. It wouldn't surprise me. Wow, they are. Yeah. I reckon. I reckon they'll break a thousand. But I think because they'll be like, this is yeah. an this is a class defining product. It really is because mm. now what the headphones have air purifiers in them, and they definitely have Dyson air purifiers. Mm. So I reckon they're going to go a thousand plus. Yeah, it's um, and, and wow. they'll like appeal to like the audiophile audiophile people, you know. Yeah, it's definitely mm. a certain audience for this kind of thing. It's um, it has sure. caused a bit of backlash. I probably should talk about this as well on Twitter. Um, mm. a YouTuber, I cannot remember her name. Um, did a massive kind of thread yesterday, just after the announcement, talking about how because these were designed kind of pre-pandemic and a lot of people's understandings of how kind of pathogens and stuff, how they spread has Mm. changed a lot in the last couple of years where we understand aerosols a lot more and how things can spread from person to person. And she said that this is basically a snot spreader. Um, So if you have COVID, as you breathe oh, out, God. you're just going to breathe out COVID and it's going to get blown in every direction. And you're oh. just going to be like a super Well, that lead spreader. image that they sent, that lead press it's image, not a it's good like showing like the bad air. Oh, that is not a good that look. That kind of yeah. looks like... <laughs> not, <laughs> good. not spreader. 
um, so yeah, so yeah, th there's point. that that kind of um, issue where yeah, if if you are out in public and you unknowingly do have COVID, flu, any any kind of illness, um, mm, and you're just yeah. breathing, you can be you know, especially if you're using that on a tube or somewhere like that, where I, I imagine these will be used quite a lot. Mm. Um, you could be yeah, a super spreader spreading your disease wow. um so there yeah. are definitely some concerns around that <laughs> dyson has uh provided like a little attachment so you can and a, and a specially mm -hmm. designed mask so that you can wear a mask and then the air kind of goes into the mask so you don't get the sweaty build up inside the mask that you usually would okay. get yeah. that's kind of nice yeah that is a, that's a nice touch mm. but <laughs> it's not the default so i don't think it'll be something that a lot of people use um yeah. and again that's not n95 either so you can't use that for real kind of medical protection or for um, DIY woodwork and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, mm. One thing I did like, mm. really nice little touch, is that the visor, because it's magnetic, you can just kind of push it and it drops down to here and it activates conversation mode. Oh. So it turns off the fans and turns on the transparency mode so you can talk. As it's like kind of like lowering, so it it, it's like lowering your mask. It stays connected to the yeah. thing, but it drops away from your mouth so you can talk. And it's oh, just nice. held on by magnets in yeah. that position. That's kind of yeah. It, it felt a bit flimsy in practice, but they did say it's a prototype, so um, I imagine that will get a little bit more rigid by the time it comes, which is mm. this autumn. Um, it's, it's quite a while. Okay, so not. They didn't give you price. Did they give you a? a so, yeah, it's just a, a, so a. It's still like yeah. It's end of year kind of thing. They they did. I, I don't know if it's changed in the time where I was briefed and the announcement came because I asked if it was going to be days, weeks, or months before we'd see them, and they yeah. said weeks. So I feel like something's happened and they've pushed it back a little bit, but. Yeah, autumn is is the date and the moment. That's all we know. Um, I'm kind of expecting September, October time, uh, something around there. But that's just my gut feeling. There's nothing to base that on whatsoever. Do you so, uh, do you think it's going to be sorry? Do you think it's going to be just Dyson making this sort of thing? Do you think it's going to start a trend? Do you think other like high end audio companies are thinking maybe we'll try I something like this? I think it might be niche to Dyson because they have got the expertise in the air purification already. Um, Maybe yeah. it could be a thing where they license out the tech to other companies that want to do it. But I feel like this might be a Dyson thing. And it might just, this yeah. is why I think they mm. need to price it competitively because I think they need to get as many people on this as early as possible for it to have any semblance of success. <laughs> like if, if, if people, you know, if it's on sale and nobody's wearing them and nobody's, you know, it, they're saying it's too expensive, then they've wasted six years of development and, you know, millions in R&D costs. Mm. Um, because they priced it wrong and it looks yeah. a bit silly. Mm. Um, so yeah, they've got a lot. I think they've got a lot of decisions to make in the next few months between now and release. Um, really interested to kind of see. I, really, I just want to get it hands on and just you know spend a lot of time with this because I yeah I was in the briefing for about an hour. I had I could play with it for five minutes. You know I could listen to a few songs. I turned the pure the purifier on and I had it on for a few minutes. But I, I need tangible time with it. You know. Mm. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean the 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 cancellation sounds incredible. Yeah, that is that was the um, one takeaway for me. Is like it wasn't even the air purification. I was like, these are amazing headphones. Yeah, yeah. Because I just don't. I don't. I mean, it's it's obvious, but I don't think most people are going to vibe that look no. out and about. Yeah, no. with the Mask bit on. Um, also, just another thing you have to store. I presume it will come with a fancy carry case, but it's going to be a lot. Oh yeah, sorry. It's, it's going to have a carry case. A it's got a hard case that it comes in, and it with right. all the extra little bits and bobs and the optional accessories yeah. as well. Because I presume the the headset part doesn't fold or collapse down in any. any uh, it does get a little bit smaller than what it looks like when it's fully. Um, okay. fully but it's not. It's not a okay. small. It doesn't. You know, fold down to something <laughs> no, that's it's, tiny. It's it's still sizable. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you've got a hard case for that kind of thing. 
I yeah. So I, I mean, just it's, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, well, they said this is the color option for now, but they did right. not say that it wasn't going to have the other colors. They were like, this is the color mm, between now and autumn. Yeah, yeah, you know, autumn sometime. It's a. I'm, I imagine yeah. they'll come up with a different one. I mean, it'll probably match other Dyson stuff. Like I can't imagine they're going to go too, uh, you know, out the left field with it. And is it that characteristic like Dyson kind of like jewel blue yeah. purple? Is that what's yeah. on there? And silver, is that the kind of combination that we got working oh, yeah. right now? Right, okay. Any yellow plastic anywhere? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, they, it's, it's, it's a very well built. I mean, as you might be, you, you know, you might assume from Dyson, it's very well built. Even the prototype, I was like, yeah, this is okay. it's nice. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's, apart from yeah. the, the mean, flimsy nature of the, vi- the visor side, it was, it's a really well built bit, kit, I think. Well, that's why when you were saying you can just pull it down and just the magnets are holding it in place, that does surprise me. Yeah. That feels like the thing that's going to be the problem, like practically, like if you like turn your head and you pull it down yeah. and it catches your shoulder and it pings off. <laughs> yeah, they, it, they yeah. scrape. I think this is floor. why they said it's not for uh, exercise, because I feel like that will probably be a thing when you're, right. you know, when you're impacting the ground, you might just drop down if you're kind of hammering yeah. it on the floor, it'll yeah. just keep falling off and mm. falling down to your chin. Um, yeah, did you say, did you mention about they weren't recommending it for cycling either, because I imagine that would be quite a common yeah, I didn't, use case. I don't really understand that one. Um, I feel mm. like that might be more because they cancel out so much noise that you need to be able to yeah, hear so your surroundings. Yeah, you don't hear any bike. traffic, yeah. You also, I presume, not to be that guy, but like probably can't fit a helmet over those Yes, very good point. Strap. Did good not point. even think about yeah. that, yeah. There, there's that a fairly chunky head strap. It's got like a, a weird. You guys are cooler cyclists. I'm not the cool one. <laughs> safety, safety, <laughs> safety first, man. It's got to be done. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's, okay. it's 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 exciting. I I you know I praise Dyson for doing something different because I certainly wasn't expecting this. I'm interested to find out more, but whether there'll be a commercial yeah. success is mm. yet to be seen. Mm. And I suppose Dyson, obviously, because this it's so new to audio, there isn't. And obviously, its ecosystem of products is like appliances and stuff. Yeah. There isn't other things it'll work well with unless no. they decide to suddenly branch out into other forms of tech, which obviously yeah take a long time. Yeah. Did you get a sense, Lewis, from like your time with them that they were like eager to to venture into new things, or was it very much we're just trying this out? I think. Like, what was the vibe? Yeah. It's. Um, I don't think they're going to kind of start bringing out smartphones and stuff like that anytime soon. I think this <laughs> was. Um, just something that they've been like, you know, they were like, it was, it was the next step for them. They said the next logical step from home air purification is personal air purification. And I think they just decided this was the best way to deliver that. Right. Right. Well, uh, from air purifiers and headphones to watches, <laughs> staying in the wearable realms. Um, I feel like on and off, we've talked about the idea of a pixel watch a google made pixel watch for ages at this point like absolutely oh, over what long. a year two oh, i think long i think time. the first rumor of a pixel watch came in 2018 like it's been a there long time wow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it is odd considering you know they they've they had the nexus line and then now they have the pixel line and that's been the way to showcase android yeah. they've never had anything even the i think the first then Android Wear watches were the LG and uh, the Motorola 360. Oh, the Moto 360, 360. Those were so the nice. first two. Glorious, yeah. right? Like no one had ever really seen a circular screen on a on a tech piece like oh, that, yeah. and it was it's pretty groundbreaking. But um, yeah, there's new rumblings, new movement in Iron. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, it's felt like it's been coming like ever since like Samsung and Google's kind of Wear OS yes. partnership. 
And then obviously oh, Samsung, yes, of Samsung was the first one with the, the Galaxy Watch 4 to bring. And we're thinking, oh, surely it won't be far away before Google joins them. Um, now, the latest rumors are saying that because Google's got its I.O. developer conference report here about Android 13 things in May, that it will tease the Pixel Watch there. And then we're looking at a launch probably alongside the Pixel 7 and 7 Pro October time. So it doesn't look like we're okay. too far away. But the rumors, in terms of actually what it's going to bring to the table, they're still pretty thin on the ground. So there's still a lot of guesswork. Um, I mean, especially around the chipset. So there's been some rumors saying it's going to use like Samsung's Exynos W920, which is used in the Watch 4 series. Sure. But then there's other people speculating that it could, um, obviously, like Google and Pixel phones, use its own Tensor chip, whether it's going to go for its own chip as well and things mm. like that. Um, yeah, so there's been like a handful of rumors suggesting it's going to have like, like before G support, 32 gigs of storage, one gigabyte Whoa. of RAM. Um, 32 gigs would be pretty crazy. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. Like, I think eight is the most I think I'm aware yeah. of. So. Okay, yeah, so it would kind of be next level. That would be pushing it out. Um, yeah. yeah um, I think it's interesting that they're they're basically doing an Apple, aren't they? If if this if this rumor pans out, is that kind of like here's the watch, here's the phone. Buy both at the same time, you know, like they're kind of launching them at the yeah. same time. And it's, I think, you know, because uh, I think the, when when is the the prediction for the Pixel Seven? Is it kind of October, November time? It, usually, oh, sometime yeah. in October. September, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. it'll just follow the Apple Watch as well. So there's, if I was Google, I'd want to do it this time of year. You know, there's no real big mm. smartwatches mm. around this time of year. It's at the end of the year when Samsung comes out of its new Galaxy Watch, Apple comes out of its new Apple Watch. So that that seems like. The competition you don't really need when it comes to your first ever smartwatch. Like you need, you need yeah. space to flex your muscles and have a few months where you can get the bug fixes out of the way before the next, before the big hitters come along with their next big thing. Hmm. Yeah, like I think Android Wear has always struggled. Like you know, even WatchOS to a point, and the Apple Watch. Like yes, it is now. I think it's it's the biggest smartwatch, and I think in some circles it's like the best selling watch, just watch of all time. I think. Or something like yeah. that. Um, Google's always struggled pushing its own stuff. Like the Pixel was definitely launched as the answer to the iPhone, yeah. and has just never seen the popularity that they were hoping for. And I feel like I don't. I guess it's marketing. I guess it's it's messaging. Yeah. They just don't. They can't get I it right, or they it. appeal to the wrong crowd. I'm like, if there's yeah, any the company, great. if there's any company that has data on what people's buying habits yeah. are, what they're interested in, and yeah. their entire lives, essentially, it's Google. You'd think they'd have a better <laughs> idea of like, how to pitch a product. Um, but yeah, but no, we've seen it time and again. Also, like all the software stuff that they launch and then it dies by the wayside. Like even like Stadia recently yeah. shifted, pivoted from being the cloud gaming service by Google to it's going to be a white label service that other brands can pay to use for their own game streaming. And let's not forget about maybe that was always the Google plan. Plus yeah. as well. Oh, oh, well Google Plus. <laughs> I mean, the number of things that have died a death under Google's like, yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, Wear OS is an odd one because it has stuck around as a platform. It's it's lasted incredibly long um, in a way that I wouldn't expect for something that just doesn't ever seem to really yeah. grasp, like grab the market. Um, you know, it's really been kept alive by by fashion brands more than tech brands yeah. with Fossil Group, who have you know Michael Kors and um, Kate Spade and all this stuff. Hmm. Uh, Diesel, all of those smartwatches, those Wear OS or Android Wear watches before that. Um, for those who didn't know, they are all owned by the same company and they've basically single-handedly been pushing 
you know, Wear OS keeping Google going. and keep <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. You know, Mobvoi's come in more recently with its tick watch yeah. range and they've been quite prolific and that's been great. And they've been one of those brands that's been keen to push the hardware side of things. And then it's all been thrown into whack with Samsung, with the, the Watch 4 and 4 Classic already sort of running Wear OS 3, mm. which no other watch yet has. But it's not quite Wear OS 3 because it's going to be different on the other watches. Mm. Um, yes. So yeah, as it... I guess that at least gives us some idea of what to expect because we already have a rough idea about the software experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because yeah, hardware, I don't know. What, what do you guys think about the hardware? What would you want to see or, or what have you seen in the leak so far? I mean, the only rumor is this, it's going to be more like the Watch 4's design. So it's not going to have like that rotating bezel of the Watch 4 Classic. Okay. But okay. that's kind of relatively common these days. There hasn't really been any other rumors in terms of Mm. design that i can see you got the um because there's all and say uh, obviously you got those um renders from last year from john prosser um which yeah they've been the ones that have stuck around yeah, right they're the, the ones yeah, that everyone's so like, kind can, of hoping yeah, for yeah. i guess um they're quite nice though if it is real but, and um, he also shared a few low like, res images as well of what looked like, like um physical it looks image. like it's a presentation um, like oh, an internal right, presentation, like yeah, 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 and he's got. I mean, they're really low image, low res images, but they look pretty clean. Like it's looking like a circular watch. You know, this doesn't look like there's any real noticeable bezel on it, and it looks like it's flush mm. with the seam on the side. Um, right. I mean, it looks clean from the from the render, but obviously, yeah, it's just a leak, so it might not mm. look at anything like that when it comes out. But I yeah. think, um, I think it will be simplistic in design kind of like because the pixels aren't that crazy in their design really are they like they're fairly basic overall you've just got that yeah black bar i guess the they are, like yeah. yeah basic geometry i guess the sixes have been a bit more unusual yeah. the six series is more unusual like the the, the pixel five and four series kind of looked like a lot of other phones yeah. with that square corner camera system whereas the pixel six is kind of branching out but yeah the if if process renders are still the ones to kind of follow in this this like leak slide then yeah i i always wonder when there's talk of a new wearable from whatever company which route they're going to take uh samsung split the difference and done both but with the smartwatches are you going to do one that is trying to look like a conventional watch yeah or are you going to do one that is mm. leading into it being a piece of technology um and yeah this looks like it's the latter it's interesting because like it seems highlight, like a lot yeah. of a lot of um, manufacturers seem to go down there. Let's emulate a classic smartwatch look, and that's fine. But like when you think about the Apple Watch, like that's the most popular of the bunch, and that looks nothing like a normal watch. So like there is a space for these companies to be like, hey, here's a techie spin on the wearable. You know, here's a yeah, techie design. That that rectangular form is at the most. I'm thinking of like the old Casio calculator yeah. watch, where there was literally the number pad yeah, beneath yeah. the. the Mm. LCD display, the monochrome LCD display. Um, what do you guys think about that that storage rumor? Thirty two gigabytes is huge. That's tasty. For a watch. Yeah, I mean That'd it's nice. tasty, but yeah. like <laughs> I feel like that says something about their intentions with yeah. Wear OS three or, or apps on the watch. Or something. I imagine it'll be standalone. Um, it's got to be standalone with that much storage. Ah. Like it's like you know the Apple Watch has got an LTE version, uh, and that's basically a standalone yeah. iPhone. Uh, so I imagine that this would be. The alternative, it lets you store your apps on there. It won't be kind of like they're run from the phone, like some of them do. It will all be processed on the watch. That's got to be it. Yeah. That's the only way I can kind you of... You so, yeah. You, you see, you get, you you know, because like you say, like most watches come with eight gig because that's just for 
you know, to whack a few songs on the watch so you can listen to music when you're out running or something like that. They're not really used for much aside from downloading a couple of apps. So for them yeah. to, you know, to, to not even push, pi- push by and go 16, to go then go, let's go 32 gig, uh, you know, there's yeah. got to be a big reason for that. It's a statement. It is. But what is this? It is, yeah. That's what I'm trying to What are you trying to tell us, Google? <laughs> tell me. <laughs> so has anything else kind of come up in our own from the piece about like when, like, you know, you said it was probably going to launch alongside the the six and six, the seven, excuse me. Yeah, that's We've right. got IO coming up in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, the, so, there's, so that's again, John Prosser is saying that that's when it's going to be teased, but we don't know yeah. how much will it reveal. Will it literally just say, here's the name and it's coming later this year or will it actually give some more concrete details. Who knows? I mean, that's exactly what they did last year. That's when Wear OS 3 got teased was IO and they were like, oh, right. we're going to partner yeah. with Samsung. Uh, I think even then they didn't even call it Wear OS yeah. 3, they just called it Wear. Yeah. Um, so even that, I don't think either hadn't been locked in or they just hadn't like, didn't want to publicly share the, the proper name. Hmm. Um, I, uh, I I don't think we're going to see hardware at IO then. I think we might see more of Wear OS 3 because that's now like sort of half out in the open. Yeah. I think they'll they'll, yeah, they'll probably they announce it. they'll probably talk about what uh, watch OS three, go into features you know some new features that are coming out and then be like, we're working on some hardware that will take advantage of this and you'll see it later this mm, year yeah. or something like that. They won't go yeah, go. They might not even tell you the name of it. They'll just kind of hint yeah that they're doing it for sure. Because um, we well, I guess only <laughs> time. Th- oh, yeah. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> I'll see myself. Out. Yeah, because because I think. <laughs> Obviously, the other the other big thing is how they're going to price this. Will they push it up with those flagship Apple and Samsung watches, or will they deliberately undercut it and say, "Look at this affordable alternative that still does everything"? That's kind of what they do with the Pixel, think, isn't it? Like it's yes, not quite as expensive exactly. as the yeah. flagships. It's a mm. little bit less, and but you kind of get that experience. Um, so I imagine- at this point, I feel like the flagship price range has expanded pretty significantly. There's about a three hundred pound dollar window, like between like. You know what, Realme GT2 Pro again because it's in my head is I think six nine nine in the UK, and then you got like the S twenty two Ultra, which I think Lewis is what eleven hundred. Yeah, just around pounds? that. Yeah, it's... so yeah, so there's there's wiggle room in there to be like around Apple Watch price mm-hmm. without being Apple Watch price. That yeah. might be how they get it, like get the attention on it. Is it undercuts Apple by a bit? Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'd maintain Huawei still in that space, like considering they are. Kind of dead in the water internationally in the phone market. Their wearables, their wearables are, still are tight. Pretty yeah, solid. No, I really like their, their yeah. wearable stuff. I was a, I was a, I was a slow convert to light OS. I didn't like it at first. I, I preferred yeah. Android Wear, but now they've kind of iterated on it. And you know, their, their fitness tracking stuff in in particular is just so on point. Yeah, um, I love their sleep tracking. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. And the the hardware is pretty nice. Um, Pricing is usually quite mm. good. I've, I've got the Watch Three, which is the Harmony OS powered oh, one. Nice. Um, that's still got some some things to iron out, but it's definitely much more premium, clearly more aimed at Apple than Light OS yeah. was, just in terms of performance and functionality. Um, so yeah, I could totally see Google doing the same thing mm. with a with a Pixel Watch. I, I was also wondering about its integration. So I'm assuming it will integrate with Pixel phones. Um, I was looking at Google only has a Google Fit app at the moment, I think. Which kind of tracks activity and things. Yeah, would it, there's like the Wear OS app for watch faces, and there's the Fit app, which yeah. has the ability so to plug that, into other services. I imagine that they would build on that at least to become a more maybe rebrand it as Google Health or something to become a, if they are mm-hmm. going to pair it with the watch to have a kind of a well-rounded kind of 
health companion app. Yeah. Like like you've seen with Samsung and other brands. Yeah. This isn't necessarily something to get into now, but like we've we've not talked about the fact that Google owns Fitbit nowadays and there was promise Ooh, of premium Wear OS Fitbit yeah. watches at the last IO that Ooh. have still had nothing about. That's a good point. Yeah. So like is it gonna be a Pixel watch that has a Fitbit experience built into it? Is that what that means? Or are we gonna see a Pixel watch and Fitbit Wear OS watches I, all coming around the same time? Uh, I would prefer them to be separate because I hate the fact that you have to pay for some of Fitbit's features. That's fair. I agree. <laughs> premium so the premium subscription is has got some cool features, but it's it's a paid it's subscription. A paid that sucks. Yeah. I'm, pay, I'm already paying <laughs> yeah. hundreds for your hardware. Let me use the hardware that I've got. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah, paying yeah. any yeah. more money. Jeez. That's the point. I have a free trial. I need to check out when it runs out because I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's going to renew and I'll just not notice. <laughs> I no, don't wear it. No, so. yeah, what's the point? <laughs> Busy with other wearables. <laughs> um, I think that's going to do it for us this week. That yeah. was uh, that was a good little yeah, speculative journey towards what the Pixel Watch might mm. be. Um, but I don't think we'll have long to wait for the next kind of proper tidbit from Google with IO in May. Mm. Um, and yeah, looks like we hopefully will get one this year, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, hopefully next week, Dom will be back out of the infirmary and back on the show. Um, we don't know exactly what I'm talking about next week. Do you guys know what's happening in the next week or so in the world of mobile tech? Nothing no. springing to mind. <laughs> yeah, but, no, so, I can think of. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've got some reviews in the pipeline. Uh, actually, we might talk about some of the stuff that went live this week. There's some new Xiaomi phones out. Um, Xiaomi 12 series has got its pricing in the UK and some other markets. So yeah, there's definitely some stuff that's coming that I'm sure we can chat about. Um, but there will probably be other announcements as the week goes on. Of course, wait and see. Thank of you course. so much for tuning in, Lewis and Anara. And thanks for joining me this week and helping me run the show. And yeah, don't forget to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye.